In the beginning, God. There was nothing. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Imagine this. Darkness. Emptiness. Nothing. Void. Absolutely nothing. But God. See, it's hard to imagine this. Because we focus so much on the created that we can't imagine life without the created. And just simply thinking of the creator. But that is what we had in the beginning was simply the creator in his imagination. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. See today, as we continue on in our rooted journey, I get the privilege of sharing with you part one of of, of a two-part section of this, and it's called, How Can I Make the Most of My Life? How can I make the most of my life? And as we just saw right there, we see the very first point is, is we're gonna get right to it. Believe that, we have to believe that God and his imagination created me. He created you, and we have to believe that. But the other thing we have to do, and, and part two is, is believe in you and your imagination. I have to believe in me and my imagination, just like I have to believe in God and his imagination. See, because it says in Genesis 1.26, it says, God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness. See, in the beginning, God and his imagination We were created in his image and likeness. So we are blessed with an imagination just like God in his imagination. Your eyes saw me, my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. See, as we begin our lives and start to imagine ourselves and imagine our future, I, I wanna take you back to your childhood. I wanna take you back to your childhood. For some of us, that may be further back than others, but I wanna take you back to that. See, just imagine your childhood. Just think back at that. For many of us, we used to think about and we used to imagine, we used to daydream about what our future would be like. We used to daydream about our job, what, what kind of job we would have. Now, I'm gonna pick on you ladies for a second. 
This may or may not be you. But ladies, if you imagine yourself back when you were a child, you probably used to daydream and think of and dream of your perfect wedding day. Some of you may not, but some of you probably have. You used to dream about that perfect spouse. It could have been the, um, the, new, the new young man that moved into your neighborhood just down the block. You used to maybe think that he was gonna be the one. Or maybe it was the, the uh, high school stud basketball or football player that you were like, that's who I'm gonna, I want that, that to be the one. And you would imagine your perfect wedding day. And you may have even invite your, invited your girlfriend or your BFF over and you used to maybe role play out your perfect wedding day and then you would switch roles and, and, and just both of you together would imagine that day. Now, here's the thing. Guys, we, uh, we probably didn't imagine our wedding day and that's okay, but um, I want you to take a look at this video and see if you guys can relate to this video. So for those of you that are watching online, we don't want that video. Don't put that picture up there yet. We're not ready for that one yet. So, so, so those of you that are watching online, I just want you to know um, my parents are watching this morning. So I just want to let you know that uh, you can ask them if that was me because that was not me. But I may or may not have done some crazy things like that when I was younger. But guys, I'm sure we can relate on how we used to imagine of being that the best football player ever. We would be the quarterback, we'd be the receiver, we'd be the running back, we would be the best of the best. So we used to imagine those same kind of things, guys. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Our imagination that we have as children have allowed us to begin to see what God has planned for us in our lives today. What God allowed us to imagine that imagination that we had when we were younger has allowed us to be able to live the life we have today. So we already saw the photo of me. We'll put that back up there now. So this is a photo of me. That's my sister in the background. Um, I don't have like an afro with, with bleach blonde hair um, like, like Diener did. So that's, this is the best I could get. So, But in this photo, um, you, you see... It's hard to tell, but my sister's got a hand saw back there, and I've got another saw, and, and that little wooden thing there is a wooden tool chest. And see, I, a little story of this photo here. I just wished several years ago, I told my mom, I was like, I really wish that I could have that, that tool chest back. I would do anything to have that tool chest back because I used to imagine myself being a builder and doing stuff. And so the thing of it is, is she found this photo and blew it up. So I have an eight by 10 photo of this that, that I keep in my office at home. So that's where this came from. But here's the thing. I thought one day, a few weeks back, I thought, you know what? Dennis tells me all the time, you can find anything on eBay. So I got on eBay. And guess what I found on eBay? Now, 
This might not be the exact same tool chest, but by golly, this is pretty doggone close to it. And see, so like I, like I said, my imagination as a child was to build things. And I would create things all the time. And see, I can remember, I, I can remember as, as a child, as a young kid, we used to live on a small farm. We had some, some, had some feeder calves and stuff like that. And I can remember my dad taking me, and we used to take native lumber, and we would build gates, and we would build, build feed troughs and hay racks and all sorts of other things for, the, for our livestock. And so my dad helped, helped me to make that imagination continue to grow. But see, I also, I also used to, to when, I was in, when I was in high school and a junior and senior, I, was, I even took building trades down here at Heartland Career Center. So my imagination kept growing as I kept, kept getting older. I also used to work some construction jobs through the summer. And then shortly after I graduated high school, I started my own construction business and built homes for a long time, for several years. And as I continued to allow my imagination to grow and help me mature, I come to realize this. And the question is, is how can I make the most of my life? Point three is, is I, I used to realize this. Believe that God puts people in our lives for a purpose. We have to believe that God puts people in our lives for a purpose. See, as a young kid, I imagined myself building and doing all sorts of creative things. But with, with just this tool set, I, I could only go so far with my maturity. But see, God allowed my dad to invest into me with building um, gates and stuff like that at home for the livestock. But then my uncle also come along when I was young in my, my maybe early teens and helped me to start building homes. And I spent a summer with him in the evenings on weekends build, going to, to his house to help him build his new house for his family. And then when I was in building trades, I had a guy by the name of Leo Sparks, many of you probably know him, and that guy invested into me, not only in the class, but outside the class, and helped me get better at being able to do what I started as a young kid imagining doing. So God puts people in our lives for a purpose. God puts people in our lives for a purpose. Now I wanna ask you this question. How many of you are sitting in here today Or sitting here because of a person in your life. Think about that. Was it a Sunday school teacher when you were a young kid that invested in you? Maybe it was a VBS teacher, or for me, it was a VBS person that you know brought the snacks out and did the recreation part. Or, or maybe, maybe it was someone that was a mentor in your life. Maybe if you had multiple different mentors at different stages of your lives. How many of you are sitting here today because someone greeted you when you first came the very first time and greeted you and shook your hand and got to know you and, and knew your name? How many of you are sitting here today because you received a handwritten note from one of our volunteers? How many of you are sitting here today because of a bus ministry. How many of you are sitting here today because maybe a door-to-door door -door evangelist stopped by your house or your parents' house when you were younger? 
So ask yourself, why are you sitting here today? Because God puts people in our lives for a purpose. So why are you sitting here today? See, the thing of it is, is many of us could say, oh, I'm just gonna use the default answer. And my parents drugged me to church when I was younger. So that's why I come to church because I don't know any different. My parents just said, it's time to get up and go to church today. Or some of you may say, you know what? I was, I was conceived in a church. I was with my mom when she was pregnant with me. So that's all I know is I just, I just, I'm at church. I was here before I was even born. So I don't know any different. But here's the thing. Everyone has someone or something is the reason why you're sitting in the church today. So how can I make the most of my life? Number four, believe that God has given us everything we need. For his divine power was bestowed on us. Absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. 2 Peter 1.3. See, even though I don't build anymore, God gave me the resources that I need in my life when I was young to start imagining what I would be to still further, to, to build his kingdom the way he designed and created me to do it. Thing we need to remember is, is God didn't give us our skill sets, our talents, our spiritual gifts just for the fun of it. He didn't give us that just for the fun of it. So I gotta ask you this question. And I want you to be truthful. I put it in the bulletin notes so that you could answer it. What are you not using that God has given you? What are you not using that God has given you? See, as a pastor, as a pastor, I don't really need to know all the skill sets that I know. But God gave them to me for a purpose. And he gave them to me so that I could do so much more than just stand up here. See, today, today, see, this is my imagination when I was a child. But today, my, my, my tools, my tools look different than what those tools are. My tools today are like a, a, a laptop or an iPad. My tools are a, a computer desk. My tools are a, are, yeah, a computer chair, a desk, this platform, the community. Those are my tools today. But that's not all I have in my tool chest. That's not all I have in my tool chest. See, God still uses those things that he gave me as, as I imagined them in my childhood. See, I still use these skill sets, these tools that he still gives me. I want you to catch this. Everything that is planted was planted for the mindset of producing a harvest and then reproducing itself. And if you remember when I kicked this series off a few weeks ago, I shared to you about the corn. And if we stopped planting corn, what would happen? There would be no corn, no more. 
if I stop using the skill sets and the talents that God gives me, I won't have those skill sets and talents no more. See, for almost seven years, right before I started working here at Bachelor Creek, almost seven years, I did HVAC. So I did heating and cooling for almost seven years. But it's been two years since I've done any of that on a regular basis. I'm starting to lose those skill sets because I don't practice them. So what are you not using that you will begin losing if you don't start using again? Let me ask you that question again. What are you not using that if you don't start, that you will begin losing if you don't start using again? How can I make the most of my life? Number five. Believe that I can do all things I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Philippians 4, 13. So I know 2020 was kind of a rough year. Things were a lot different than normal. We didn't do the things we thought we could do. We did things that we never dreamed we would do. But I want you to think and look at this. I got a couple slides up here. And this came, this came from, I don't know if you guys got this, but we, we mailed out these to you guys. They're, they're the loop, they're our newsletter. We'd had a, we did a celebration story, and this came out in the mail a week or two ago. And I got a few things up there. Um, and there's some things that we did. I know it's kind of hard to see, but uh, um, we, we, uh, we had 20 families that we adopted over Christmas and provided presents for. Um, we had 150 bags of groceries that were donated by you guys that we gave to families. Um, we spent out 1,200 um, um, handwritten um, thank, you, or thank you cards to our healthcare heroes. Um, go ahead and flip to the next slide. Or was this already? There you go. Um, we raked yards. I think the youth went out and raked yards. High school students did that. Um, 2,358 2, cars received food through Second Harvest. That's a lot of cars. Um, we, we passed out 371 thanking journals and just all sorts of things that we did. Um, we raised over 1,000 bags of, of candy for the trick-or-treat extravaganza for downtown. Just all sorts of crazy things that we got to do last year. All because of you guys. You guys gave. And you know what else? A lot of you stepped up and helped serve things. We, we helped build ramps. We repaired some ramps and decks. We, we did some other work on some houses that needed things done. We did all sorts of crazy things for people. Because of you guys, you stepped up and gave and you stepped up and served. I just want you to know that if you did not get one of these, we have extras out in the foyer. I really encourage you to stop by the connecting point and grab one. We even have last year's out there if you want to look at what we did in 2019. But here's the thing. I want to ask you this question. Was you part of that? Was you part of these celebration stories? 
Do you want to be part of that? Because now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. I want you to think about this question for a second. Just let everything else out of your mind. I want you to think about this for just one second. Just imagine your relationship with Jesus. Just imagine your relationship with Jesus right now. Just let everything else go. And just imagine your relationship with Jesus. Is there room for you to do more with the calling he has on your life? Is there more for you, is there more room for you to do more with the calling he has on your life? The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. John 1.14, that's the message version. You are that flesh and blood. You were created in God's image and likeness. You are being Christ. Are you being Christ in your neighborhood? Are you for your community? Do you love your neighbors? Is there room for you to do more? Is there room for you to do more? How do I, how can I make the most of my life? Number six, I believe that I can, I believe that I am called to serve far and near. Ephesians 1, 4 says this, therefore I, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of, of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all. However, as, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Now these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then when we, no longer, then when we are no longer immature like, like children, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will be influenced when people, we will not be influenced, sorry, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love and growing in every, in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together 
perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other part, parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, now that we are, we are adults and maturing in our faith, we have a stronger foundation that keeps us from being tossed by the winds and the waves. See, and that stronger foundation comes with when we get the opportunity to serve and volunteer side by side with other fellow believers. I got to... I got to believe that I am called both far and near. I've got to believe that. See, the Great Commission, I love the way that Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. I love the way he puts the Great Commission here. He says, Jesus went ahead, right ahead, and gave this charge, his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you and me. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near. In this way of life, marking them by, baptize, by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day after day after day after day after day right up until the end of the ages. How can I make the most of my life? Believe that God and his imagination created me, created you. Believe in you and your imagination. Believe that God puts people in our lives for a purpose. Believe that God has given us everything we need. Believe that I can do all things and believe that I am called to serve far and near. See, I'm starting to think that maybe instead of asking the question of how can I make the most of my life, we should ask the question as, am I making the most of my life? Am I making the most of my life? Ephesians 2.10 tells us, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used. Are you ready to be used? Reborn and from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used for the good works which God prepared for us before taking pass which he set so that we would walk in them, living a good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. See, God and his imagination, he prepared for us, us and our imagination, before we even be, began to breathe on earth. Ted, will you come up here for a minute? I forgot to ask you this before service, but come on up here for a minute. How do, you, how, how, how do you know? Do you, do you want to know how I know that, that everything is planted for a purpose? To reproduce, to harvest, and then plant and to be reproduced? See, how do, everything we have and everything we do is a, makes a lasting impact. 
Now, I want to share this story with you real quick. A few years back, it's probably been several years back. I don't remember how long ago it's been. But at the church I was at previous to here, we took a mission trip over to Illinois. And on that mission trip, this church had bought an, a car dealership. And they took that car dealership and they were transforming it into a church. They were meeting in a schoolhouse. Like they were just got permission to meet at somebody's at a local school. And so they had bought this um, car dealership and they were transforming it. We got to go in in the stages of hanging drywall and finishing drywall. And one of the areas we finished is, was the classrooms for the young kids. So these young kids were not, they didn't have a place to meet. And we got the opportunity to be able to do that for these kids. We spent a week there, a bunch of guys just flinging mud, having fun. But we got to leave a lasting impact on them. And Ted, I, I want you to help me out here. And I want to show you, we're going to have to go up there because this is pretty, pretty big. Let's go up here. Right, you take that side. I'll take this side. So those kids, if we can get that to hold up. Anyways, you, you can kind of grasp it there a little bit. But those kids, those kids that we got to go hang the drywall for, if we was to ask them today why they are sitting in church, I got a feeling some of those guys, some of those kids will say, you know what, there were some groups of, of guys and ladies that came and helped build our church so that we had a place to worship our Lord and Savior. This could leave a lasting impact on those kids' lives forever. All right, thank you, Ted. We'll just set it right here. So I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine just living off of somebody else's faith. See, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to make that kind of a lasting impact right here in our own community. Do you want to be the volunteer? Do you want to be one of those small group leaders for our children's ministry that could make an impact that someday that kid says, you know what, I'm sitting in church today because of you? Or do you want to be somebody that goes to somebody else's house and helps them with something that they're, they're struggling with, whether that's um, they're just struggling and they need someone to sit down and talk to and listen to them? Or, or do you want to help them with something you know, tangible, like building a ramp or fixing, fixing something inside their house or painting their house or repairing their roof or something like that. And it makes a lasting impact in their lives. And someday they'll say, you know what? I'm, a, I'm, I'm sitting in this church today because someone shared the love of Jesus with me by doing this. We are called for both to serve both far and near. Your near may be right here in this church. It could be, your near could be right at home. Your near could be your neighborhood. Your near could be the community you live in. Your near could be Wabash. Your far could be this church. Your far could be southern Indiana on a mission trip or Missouri on a mission trip. Your far could be to Guatemala or Africa or Jamaica or Haiti or Japan, as they just had an earthquake. We are called to serve both far and near. 
I just want to say thank you to every one of you. Because it takes about 100 volunteers, a little over 100 volunteers, to serve this church every Sunday. We can't do that without you guys. So thank you. Now, if you're not part of that and you want to be part of that, we have a couple opportunities for you. You'll see these volunteer guidebooks. They're up here on the sides of the stage. It's got every absolute possible area inside the walls of this church to serve. Gives a brief description of it. So if you're not serving yet, if you're not serving yet, I pray that God moves in you to want to come and grab one of these and sign up to serve. Now maybe, maybe you're already serving here, but you want to start serving somewhere out in the community at one of our local outreach partners. That's awesome. We would love that opportunity. There's so many needs in our community. And if you would, just if, if, grab your connection card. And if you've already passed your connection card down, that's fine. Grab another one. Put your name on it. Flip to the back, and about, I circled it about halfway down. It says, I want to volunteer for a ministry. Circle that, and I'll get with you. Or just write down here at the bottom, say, I want to serve for whatever outreach partner that we have. Put it there. Or if you just want to say, I want to serve within the walls of the church, put that there. Because now's your chance. Now's your chance to make that lasting impact on somebody's life. The worship team's about to come up and start and take us through the closing song. And I pray that as they do, that you'll just lay everything down and allow God to speak to you. Again, I thank you so much for those of you that are serving. I thank you so much of you that I give to allow this church to be able to do so much in our community and to make a lasting impact. And not just the kids and the families that come here to Bachelor Creek, but to, for the whole community. Because of you, we get to do that. So thank you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I just, I, I truly thank you for each and every individual, each and every family that just loves you so much that they want to make the lasting impact in somebody's life. Lord, I pray that as they, they continue to make the most out of their own life, that it just bleeds on to those and just overflows on to those that they're touching. Lord, I pray that, that we can just be a church that comes and just loves in such a way. Lord, that, that we can use our skill sets and our, our talents and that we just don't become complacent and just want to sit and do nothing but hear a good word preached on a Sunday morning. Lord, I pray that, that as we just, as a church, just continue to love one another, that we can go out into our community and make a difference. Lord, I pray that we can just be a church that serves both far and near, that we can be a church that just knows that we were created for more. Thank you so much, Jesus. Now, I know 
Many of you are thinking, well, what about seven? What about point seven? I put that there for this reason, because I want you to know that you need to make yourself available and obedient because the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood, making himself available and obedient. See, God ain't gonna call us to do something that he's already not done. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to remember this morning. If you just decide to be obedient without making yourself available, all you do is make yourself obedient to your own personal will and desires. But you have to first make yourself available. Are you making yourself available today? Are you ready to make yourself available? I challenge you to make yourself available. We have these guides, both sides. We have a connection card for you to fill out. Make yourself available in obedience, just like Jesus did.